listening to a podcast from The National. Selanyhome.com, launched just last August, has already enjoyed phenomenal growth, disrupting a sector which has long been somewhat old-fashioned. My name's Chris Nelson, this is The National's Business Extra podcast, and today I'm talking to the Chief Executive of Selanyhome.com, Omar Chihane. Your your background um, is is uh, working with some of the world's biggest tech companies, you know, Siemens, Nokia, Microsoft, internationally. Yeah. Um, what was it that that spurred you to leave what was presumably a pretty uh, comfortable <laughs> corporate world to strike out on your own? A very comfortable corporate world, I might add. Uh, it wasn't so much leaving uh, the corporate world as it was being ready for the entrepreneurial one. Uh, so it was it was something in my gut that told me that it was time for me to kind of uh, get it. You know, get on uh-huh. with it and get started. And were you picking up those messages from from the the you know the background that you had? Um, you were you were becoming more aware of that sphere through w- your previous. Uh... Yeah, I mean, obviously, if if you've spent I've spent many many years in the corporate world, and and I've been very fortunate to to, to have been exposed to a lot of countries, a lot of uh, different uh, companies, different strategies, etc. Um, all that does is actually increase your your confidence uh, in yourself and your ability because you've you've really kind of seen a lot of challenges and you've you've surmounted a lot of challenges so uh, building that confidence obviously that helps and uh, having decided to make that jump um, where did, where did the where did the idea for sellanyhomes.com come from what was it that that sparked your your thought thinking that um, you know this is worth pursuing I mean obviously it was stemming from personal experience having trying to, to, to sell a property but I think it went beyond that obviously if you look at any any market um, Anytime there, there are a lot of frictions between uh, buyer and seller, it creates an opportunity to digitize, right? And so, so obviously, sellanycar.com, which mm-hmm. is my, my partner and, and Sell Any Homes chairman's company, uh, uh, did that quite well in, in terms of creating real-time market coordination. Uh, so this was something that, that, that kind of stemmed from the need uh, that, that, that we saw there, approached Saigon, and, and we decided to... To get started on to it. launch on it, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm right in saying it's not simply um, a marketplace for somebody to to sell the home. It's not just a digital version of a of a real estate um, agency, is it? What what what's the the what's the way the, that it works um, apart from from the obvious? Right. So I mean, if you're a seller, sellanyhome.com uh, is a platform for you if you want to get an offer within a 30 minute window. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that the buyer is deciding within 30 minutes, obviously, because we get that, that and there's a specific amount of uh, backlog that builds up and the buyers get that information. If you're a buyer, be it an end user or an investor, um, uh, we have those segments that are quite uh, relevant. Uh, an end user obviously takes a little more time, would want to see the property. Uh, but what you get is um, a lot of curated properties, pre-negotiated prices. So we, we do a floor up kind of pricing model rather than a ceiling down pricing model. So when you come in, you're seeing prices that are very, very competitive right off the bat, and and you're able to actually make up, understand where the floor of of such properties uh, are and kind of make up your mind on on, Mm -hmm. on buying. And um, have you you seen more more interest from 
um, buyers as investors in property or, or from buyers who are buying property to live in? Great question. Actually, we started off focusing exclusively on investors, literally exclusively. We were asking end users to, to kind of give us more time because we weren't ready to take on end users because, again, end users needed to see the property, needed more time to decide, needed a little bit more uh, uh, hand-holding throughout that process. Uh, and we had such a huge demand from end users that were like, okay, you know, we, we better fast track this because we're losing out on a lot of opportunity. Uh, and so and so as soon as we we, we uh, opened up that segment, our uh, buyer uh, pool has grown 600% since January. Uh, so it's just been absolutely catching fire because there's a lot of end users that saw great value in our, in our, in our service and being able to streamline the process and just kind of uh, um, cut a lot of the noise that, that sometimes might exist uh, and just go straight to what their budget is and get them something within that budget. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's peculiar to, to the UAE in this region, um, that, that approach from the buyer that they just want to uh, put the money down, get the house and that's it? Um, it it's different in, in the UK and, and I guess to an extent in the US um, where there's a lot of time taken going to visit properties and working out whether you feel right in them and surveys and stuff like this. Is, is it fundamentally different here? I mean, uh, I guess the, one of the main differences is uh, obviously this is a newer market as a, as a whole. And so and so buyers are a lot more aware of the products in the market than I would say uh, in, in other markets where, let's say, a home could have been built 85 years ago and, and you, you really need to test out everything about the home down to the foundation. Whereas if someone says the springs or the meadows or the lakes, you pretty much know what to expect mm-hmm. and and buyers are a lot more aware of the product in the market. So, um, in, in 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 a sense, it's it's a very uh, fun uh, market, uh, an exciting market to serve uh, mm-hmm. because the, the the super vibrant on the real estate side, and then you bring in the tech side, and it's just amazing for us. Yeah, yeah. From from the investors side of things, do you find that um, are, are primarily the investors UAE or regional based, or, or do you have? Um We've had a healthy mix of, of uh, UAE and regional, uh, to tell you the truth. There's a tremendous amount of interest, even till today, end users. Uh, well, they're not really investors, just want a vacation home, are coming mm. to us from, from, from around the world uh, uh, quite organically as well. So uh, we're not uh, specifically targeting. Uh, uh, we're still focused in Dubai right now. Um, but yeah, there's a definite amount of interest from end users and investors alike. Mm-hmm. Um Going back to the to the roots of, of Selene Home, um, you, you launched in August, I believe, last year. What what were the initially the biggest challenges that you faced in setting up? Um, I guess the, the main challenge whenever you're doing a startup uh, here or anywhere is, is finding the right skill set. Um, it isn't that the skill set is missing; it's that the sometimes the mindset is missing, especially if you're trying to do something super disruptive uh, that hasn't been done before. By definition, job descriptions change mm-hmm. almost on a whim. So if I was to pivot, your job literally no longer exists overnight and now you need to do something else. So you, you need to hire people that are extremely flexible and able to work in an environment of such uncertainty and under such pressure while remaining focused on the vision and the mission that you're trying to do. Because a disruption is really kind of conviction first and achievement later. Mm-hmm. It's great to get there, but to, you know, going going towards or taking that journey uh, you're almost walking in an impossible route because no one's ever done it before. Yeah. So it's really uncharted territory. So yeah. I guess finding the right talent that really believe in the vision and are flexible mentally uh, uh, to, to adapt uh, is is by far, I found, found to be the toughest, still is today. Mm-hmm. I think it'll always be. As long as you're on a path to do something disruptive. Um, that will be the case. That will always yeah. be the case, yeah. yeah. Um, 
if, particularly um, from a financial point of view, were, were you um, fairly comfortable uh, in, in able, able to raise the funds necessary to set up in the first place? Or, or was that, a, again, being a disruptor, was that a problem that uh, was, was maybe a big one? Um, I think our, our journey was, was quite um, straightforward in that we're tackling such a massive problem uh, and, and it's so difficult to achieve that if we're actually successful, it'll be incredibly valuable, right? Uh, so I think for us, we've done our homework in terms of the value of the market. We estimate the nine biggest cities in the GCC being valued on a residential side uh, to around $100 billion. So it's a fairly large addressable market. Um, and and we, we were uh, quite clear on uh, what are the obstacles, what are the challenges, or what are the uh, um, value that what is the value that we could bring to the market um, and so um, you know it, it was quite straightforward it was quite a straightforward discussion of course having a partner uh, uh, like Saigon Yelchin who's the CEO and, and founder of sellmanycar.com who's a runway success mm. really helped right yeah. so that that doesn't go without uh, without giving yeah. uh, credit where credit's due you have a star name on board already Exa- exactly so yeah. th- that definitely helps bring a lot of credibility mm-hmm. to it uh, but still I think the business model is 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 uh, not the business model the vision is what investors go for mm-hmm. it's first the vision what are you trying to do is it worth it then it's the team the business model doesn't matter mm. because that changes across right uh, I think that that was uh, fairly, I'd say we were fortunate enough to mm-hmm. have that. And I suppose by definition, as you say, being a disruptor, there isn't really a, a business model that you can present anyway. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the more disruptive you are, the less you're investing with outcome in mind, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. the, it's uncharted territory. No one really knows what's going to happen and how you're going to yeah. get there. Well, you just know that there's a problem, you have a solution, or you you could find a solution along the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, with regards to property, the, the property market in general in this country, um, obviously, Declining oil prices had a had a an effect, and property, um, specifically in in Abu Dhabi and Dubai, to a certain extent, is um, not as as uh, growing or as high as it was. How how has the uh, the kind of fairly roller coaster ride of property prices in the UAE, in Abu Dhabi, in Dubai, uh, what with them being fairly down at the moment? Are you, are you well positioned to be able to to pivot and take advantage of those rising? Absolutely. So, so uh, the analogy I like to usually use is that the Nasdaq will make money whether the market is up or down. I think uh, the the role that we're playing is that of a market coordination between buyers and sellers. We want to shorten and speed up the sales process and the buy process of properties, uh, and so we, we want to become the marketplace, the go to for sellers and buyers. And so. Um, w- and, and we believe that if we actually could crack that and create that genuine kind of instant uh, uh, coordination like you would selling in the stock market, uh, we could actually impact the value of homes going up. It's like it's like trying to trans- trying to buy shares of, of a multinational company, but there is no stock market. The first thing you're going to think about is how am I going to sell it again? But if you if you have a marketplace that becomes really, really easy to transact, you can attract more buyers to the market because they could actually they know where the exit is and they could exit whenever they want mm-hmm. um, and so we believe that that has a very positive impact on value over time mm-hmm. and do you do you think that uh, that approach and and the service that Selony Home uh, offers and and is is creating can be replicated abroad do you have do you have plans to to absolutely uh, so we we do have plans to expand first within the region um, now the beauty of all of this is is uh, um, every buyer has a need. 
and technology could fulfill that need, irrespective of what that need is, right? Uh, even more so than being present. And I wrote an article recently regarding, uh, you know, how, how does technology enhance emotion and not reduce it? Because everybody has this misconception of you need to feel it. Well, feelings or making that decision is, is about the senses, right? Mm-hmm. You need to you need to see it. Well, there's camera technology that enables you to, to have eyes behind mm-hmm. your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- if you want to hear it, we could enhance that even further by uh, applying some sort of AI, knowing who you are, playing the music that you would like in the background, uh, auto staging, et cetera, et cetera. So technology could really, really add a lot of value to the emotional aspect of buying a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously on the on investor side, it's quite straightforward, right? So you, you, you crunch your numbers and you make a decision based on that. Mm-hmm. So expanding isn't going to be hard. Uh, it's mainly our focus right now is to... to, to uh, finalize our business model or prove a concept in Dubai and then expand within the region, mm-hmm. uh, within the UAE and, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as you grow, um, the amount of data that um, you you um, gather will grow exponentially. Um, is there opportunity to, obviously, without you know the the uh, the risk of breaching privacy and all this uh, all that uh, all that goes with that, is there a possibility of monetizing that data in the future? Do you think? I mean, we don't, we don't, we're not thinking about that right now, um, simply because that's not our core. Uh, Our core is really, we want to focus on trying to um, create real-time market coordination. Uh, There's always value to data. I think what we, what we always want to look into is, is uh, using our own data to further our own business first. And I think that's, that's really, really core. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And on the technical side, um, you mentioned AI and um, uh, that sort of approach. There was um, the, uh, in another sector, in the car sector, there is uh, a move towards um, the use of holograms and holographics, particularly with regards to designing um, cars. Or Audi, in particular, just opened their own holodeck. Do you see a, a fit between that sort of technology and property sales? In that, you, you know, it's difficult for somebody in in say. Um, Alain, possibly to visit to to go and have a oh, look yeah. at a property in Riyadh, for yeah, instance. Yeah, would that kind? Of, do you Absolutely. see a niche? And that's for that? definitely on our roadmap. I mean, and this technology is not that proprietary, and uh, this exists already. And virtual reality—you could sit in Shanghai and walk in your future apartment in Dubai really now if you wanted mm-hmm. to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, it's about understanding what really, really matters. Uh, in terms of that buyer journey and and using technology to replicate it as much as possible. But the technology today exists Mm -hmm. so that you actually don't even know you're not in Shanghai as you're walking around your apartment in Shanghai and it really feels like Dubai with the views and everything. That technology is already there. So so, um, uh, it's just a matter of making sure that it's uh, used at the right time. I think right now the first and foremost is is, is we want to crawl before we run. Mm -hmm. And then that adds a lot of value afterwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Obviously, the recent introduction of VAT um, had an impact across all sectors. Um, how, how do you feel it affected the startup sector? And what do you think, uh, what, how did you best prepare for it? I mean, for us, it was quite straightforward, really, because at the end of the day, as, as uh, um we act in, in a way on, on the legal front as agents, right? So we have a certification by RERA, et cetera. So we would charge uh, the VAT on our services, uh, which luckily in the grand scheme of things are quite minute compared to a home. So if uh, you buy a 4 million dirham home, um, it's a uh, commission of 2%. You mm-hmm. have VAT on that 2%. 
it's really not significant mm-hmm. in, in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things. So mm-hmm. it hasn't really impacted. I mean, no one's holding back from buying a home because mm-hmm. of VAT mm-hmm. at all. And from the company's point of view, you've, you've not been going very long. Are, are you yet profitable? Uh, we're actually not even uh, looking at at profit. We want to expand. So everything that we're that we're doing is is in, in view of expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we don't anticipate that being a big metric for us in the short term. Uh, again, in the real estate sector, it's 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 you know if if you if you know what you're doing and and you manage your costs well, it wouldn't be too difficult to be profitable. Uh, however, our our expansion and ambition are there such that we're not driven by short-term profit. Mm-hmm. We're really driven mm-hmm. by long-term vision. Mm-hmm. And once we execute that vision and, and we're on our way, then obviously we believe uh, that profits will come. Mm-hmm. And what at what stage, if ever, would you personally consider um, saying, okay, I've built this to as, as much as it, I want to do it? Um, do, do you see yourself staying with it for the long term, or, or do absolutely? You think- I mean, it's definitely, especially if you if you if you leave great companies uh, like like Microsoft mm. to, to to join uh, the entrepreneurial world, uh, it's because you really have uh, conviction uh, that that there's something in it for you in the long haul, rather mm. than this is not a short term kind of uh, money grab. Yeah. Certainly yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you have outside of, of um, property, do you have any other sort of ideas bubbling around that you, you might perceive? Always. <laughs> You're not going to tell me. <laughs> Always. That, I don't think that ever stops. Yeah. I have my notebook next to, next to me at uh, in, at night and I yeah. wake up in the middle of the night and, and yeah. scribble a couple of things down. That doesn't stop. Okay. And, and finally, Omar, um, anybody listening to this, any uh, entrepreneur or would-be entrepreneur thinking, do you know what, I think I have an idea to start up in the e-commerce sector in this country, what would be your primary advice? Um, my primary advice would be predominantly in four small buckets. The first one is mindset is everything, right? With the right mindset, there is no challenge too big. There is no obstacle too big to actually uh, surmount. The second one is resilience, commitment, and conviction. Uh, you have to be committed. You have to put in the work. You have to be super resilient because you're going to get knocked down a few times. And uh, you have to almost toss uh, human nature out the way and replace it by conviction, right? Because it, 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 it does take conviction to kind of keep on going and not stopping. Um, the third element, uh, this was a three in one. <laughs> uh, the third element was embrace failure. Because failure is really your friend in an entrepreneurial venture. Um, you have to fail fast. Don't try to perfect your product before you launch because you would have launched too late. Uh, and, and this is something that everybody hears often. And believe me, I fall in the same trap every time because it's human nature to try to perfect something because you really get, take pride in what you do. Uh, but the, the nature of the beast, especially if you're trying to be disruptive, is because you don't know the outcome, it's it's you're putting in way too much effort in the short term uh, for something that would be completely wasted if it doesn't work. So feel free to constantly experiment and experimentation in, in and of itself has failure embedded in it as part of its model. And lastly, is you have to have the right attitude. Everyone I'm surrounded with uh, is, is seen as a quote-unquote overnight success. And those guys, I know what they're putting in. Um, uh, my, my partner, Saigon, literally does not give up. And he's got every reason in the world not to care that mm-hmm. much. And that for me, is, is hugely inspiring because if a person like that does not want to give up, why should I? So really it's mindset, it's resilience, conviction, commitment, is embrace failure and it's have the right attitude. And I think those four, it's really mental, nothing else. You have those four, you're good. 
Omar, thank you very thank much. Thank you so much, guys. Many thanks to Omar Chihane for that look at the rapidly evolving property sector. My name's Chris Nelson. You can find us at Apple Podcasts or thenational.ae. 